Hey, thanks for tuning in to Recovery State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm a woman in recovery. On January 23rd of 2020, I made the decision to start a personal journey of recovery regarding my unhealthy relationship with alcohol, undiagnosed mental illness, and improving my overall mental well-being. Each week, I will share my own experiences in recovery, as well as inviting on special guests to share their own personal stories of hope and healing. Some content we discuss can be triggering, and just a reminder, I am not a doctor or licensed counselor of any kind. I'm here to share my experiences in recovery in hopes to inspire others and be a voice of comfort as you too navigate this thing called life. Thanks again for tuning in. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to my very first episode of Recovery State of Mind. Um, The most awkward part of doing this podcast is that right there. (laughs) I mean, I need a better intro, but hey, all you cool cats and kittens is already taken. So (laughs) this is my first episode, and basically I just wanted to talk about who I am, why I created the podcast, um, and then just some like high-level stuff about mental health. Um, so I'm Stephanie. I'm from Ohio. I was born and raised here. Um, will probably never leave even though I'd like to, (laughs) but, um, I am the youngest of two kids. So, you know, I'm the favorite cause I'm the baby, but my big brother did just have a baby. So unfortunately I think my spot in first place is, uh, fleeting, (laughs) Um, anyways, the reason that I created this podcast is I am on a journey of recovery, um, in my mental health, in my, uh, weight loss and fitness and health journey, and also a recovery in sobriety. Um, so I wanted a place to be able to share my experiences. It's a little bit healing for me to be at the place where I am feeling vulnerable enough to share my story. Um, And also, I wanted to be able to, you know, give perspective around mental health from someone who uh, has lived it. And so that's kind of why I created this podcast. Um, My goal is to bring hope to others, to bring resources, and just to share my story and and let others know that they're not alone. Um, So I hope that this helps to inspire people. Um, or just make people want to actively and you know make their mental health better. Um, so essentially, I've I feel like I've always struggled with anxiety and depression. I think there was a long period of time I didn't know what that was. Um, I never was able to identify my feelings or identify that you know the, the mood that I was in was way more than just a bad mood. Um, and then in the last nine years or so, I've really experienced a lot of different things. Um, and even more in the last like seven years, um, I went through three deaths, um, in my family that was, you know, those were all pretty traumatizing, especially the first, um, it was my mom's mother and that experience was, uh, just terrible. I mean, I'd never seen a dead body before or touched one and just, you know, that was very traumatic, um, for me. And then I've also been married twice. And, um, unfortunately I have two divorces, 
Um, and one of those marriages was uh, a rather abusive and toxic relationship. Um, so, you know, I've carried a lot of shame for a while of, uh, you know, just the judgment that I'll, I'll feel from other people that I'm 30 and I, you know, basically have been married and divorced twice. Um, but I am to the point in my, you know, healing that I don't worry about that so much anymore. Um, you know, it, it is my story and there were reasons that those situations occurred and a lot of it had to do with mental health. Um, so that's just kind of like a high level idea of my story. Those are things that I'll definitely be talking about on different episodes. Um, but to kind of like start, what does mental health mean? Um, there's lots of, I think, different perceptions on mental health. Um, for me, it's really just about the managing our emotions in a healthy, positive way. Um, Danielle Daniel on the Emotions Mentor podcast, um, her take was basically mental ability. It's the, I'm sorry, mental health is the mental ability to have healthy thoughts. Um, you know, cause I, in my journey, there's been times where I didn't have that mental ability. I could not think of anything other than the dark place I was in and dark thoughts and just, um, you know, depression took over and it was very difficult to think of anything positively. Um, from medicalnewstoday.com, they say that mental health refers to cognitive, behavioral, and emotional well-being. It is all about how people think, feel, and behave. People sometimes use the term mental health to mean absence of mental disorder. They also say that when I, uh, I'm sorry, Yes, they say that mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. So I think those kind of really sum it up. It's really about how a person is able to manage, identify, um, cope with their emotions and their uh, feelings and and that can be really difficult. Like I said, in, in a, for a long time, I didn't feel like I was able to identify what I was feeling or what I was going through. And I certainly didn't know how to cope. Um, and I'm another reason of doing this podcast is there still is that stigma out there around mental health. Um, a lot of people want to you know, judge right away and say that everybody that struggles with mental health has a mental illness. Um, and that's not always the case. Um, and to me, just that stigma is the judgment or shame in regards to discussing our feelings and emotions. You know, we should be able to actively, openly talk about these things. Um, you know, mental health is just as important, if not more, than your physical health. Um, you know, your brain basically controls, you know, a lot of your functions. And if your brain isn't working properly, um, it's going to affect almost everything else. So that's my hope with this podcast is to join with the others that are advocating for mental health and giving those resources and just talking about it, um, to help end that stigma. Um, a couple statistics, um, that I also pulled from that same website, which I will definitely link in the show notes. It's a great resource. Um, in the United States, the National Alliance on Mes Mental Illness estimated that almost one in five adults experience mental health problems each year. 
Um, so when you think about the people that you're around, I mean, even in just your family, at least one of those people is dealing with some type of mental health um, issue. Um, also in 2017, an estimated 11.2 million adults in the U.S., or about 4.5% of adults, had a severe psychological condition, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. Um, so again, just a really almost shocking um, number of people that deal with it. So again, this is why we need to end the stigma. Um, we need to be able to talk about these things and cope with these things. Um, you know, there's lots of different options out there in order to do that. Um, this past year, which again is something that I will most definitely be doing an episode on, I spent two weeks in a uh, behavioral health hospital, and then I spent two additional weeks doing an outpatient program, uh, which was like a partial hospital hospitalization program. Um, and I'll tell you, that experience was bizarre. Um, I'm thankful now that it happened. I'm grateful for the connections that I made there and just the different perspective I have now. Um, and I think that's really what's motivated me even more to advocate for mental health and to get into, um, you know, talking about it because it's even, even being in a mental health hospital, there almost still felt like a stigma or a judgment, um, you know, that, that some of the staff came off that they were better than the, the patients. Um, and so that has really motivated me to share definitely my experience with that. Um, and just, you know, how many people deal with it, then we need to start talking about it. Uh, especially how to cope. Um, there is under mental health, you know, lots of different disorders as well that, um, are possible. A lot of people that, you know, have poor mental health may also suffer from different anxiety disorders. There's generalized anxiety disorder, um, other disorders like, um, P uh, PTSD, OCD, um, there's also like um, phobia disorders and different things like that. So there's a lot that falls under the mental health category. Um, it's not only being proactive, but it's, it's also when you've realized, you know, you're slipping into different behaviors and uh, moods and emotions that you're able to identify that and, and start coping or start finding the help that you need right away. Um, some of those things that are proactive is to really take care of your sleep schedule. Um, if you have a poor quality of sleep or if you're not getting enough, that can really take a toll on your mental health. Um, you know, you'll wake up groggy or tired, uh, moody, cranky, things like that. Um, but getting the, getting the sleep really helps. Um, and I think something there is it's okay to take natural supplements or to talk to your doctor about it. Like, I'm not against medication at all. Um, I don't think everyone needs it. I don't think that everyone can handle it. But I think that if you are having trouble, it's okay to talk about that with your doctor um, or start doing some research like melatonin, things like that. I know that's been helpful for me in the past. Um, the other thing is the gratitude list. So when this first started getting popular, 
I used to be really annoyed because I felt like it was just something forced and it, you know, wasn't really, there was no value in it. Um, and also, you know, my, my mental health was poor and anything positive just turned me off because I didn't feel positively about most things. Um, so it's really something that you have to commit to, uh, create a routine for it. And even when you feel like it's the dumbest thing that you're doing, you just do it anyways. Eventually, I think the value in it, you'll start to see on your own. You'll start to um, look for things in your day that you're like, oh, I should put this on my gratitude list because this made me feel really good. Um, And then it just kind of helps shift your mindset. I think doing it in the morning is a really good idea just because it helps to set the tone of your day. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to write it down. You don't have to um, think of extravagant things. It can just be, you know, you had a really good car drive uh, into work or, you know, you listen to your favorite music and it made you feel really good. Um, And also a lot of people drive a lot. There's a, you know, the commute. I mean, you could just make mental, I'm sorry, um, like voice notes of what you're grateful for um save them and then you know when you're having a a bad day or something go back and listen and remind yourself what you have to be thankful for um and then for me I will say that physical activity has really started to become a coping skill um for a long time it was hard because again being in a depression you have no desire to do anything so you're definitely not exercising But now that I'm in a a healthier place, I realize how much getting up and moving, how it makes me feel even mentally. Um, You know, it does release those endorphins in your body, but also it's just, I find that when I'm working out, I'm focusing on that workout. It's like the one thing that I can actually get my brain to just focus on because otherwise if I'm, you know, doing work, if I'm reading or if I'm trying to read (laughs) or if I'm, um, even watching TV, my mind does not stop. And I'm constantly going to those negative thoughts and those dark thoughts sometimes. And I have to rein myself back out, pull myself out. But I, when I'm working out, I don't think about any of that stuff. So it's, it's almost like a mental relief, um, might be hard physically, but that mental release is so worth it to me. So I highly recommend it, even if it's just going out and taking a walk. Take a walk, listen to your favorite music, your favorite podcast, anything like that. Um, It's just really awesome. And then, of course, I will absolutely be sharing about my therapy journey. I've been going to a therapist now for about two years. Um, There was about a five or six month period that I wasn't seeing a therapist because my therapist had gone on maternity leave. Um, you know, and unfortunately I feel like the situation there wasn't handled the best as far as making sure I had someone to talk to, but I also didn't take any action to make sure that that was a priority. Um, and that's something that is really important. I feel like to make that a priority. Um, I'll do some episodes kind of giving resources and guidance on how you can find a therapist or what therapy looks like, what the first visit is like. Um, There's just so many questions that I had before going into therapy, but I want to be able to share that with everyone else that they kind of feel like they have an idea of what's going to happen. And just like being able to talk about your feelings is so important. Um, 
and finding someone who's going to support you. So it's so difficult when I was really struggling, um, when I was using alcohol to cope, when I was isolating, um, it's, it's so hard to talk to anyone else about how you're feeling. Um, and a lot of times for me, it was, I felt like I was going to be a burden or I was going to be annoying. Um, people were going to stop talking to me, like things like that. And unfortunately there were times I did have that experience with certain individuals, but at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't need you in my life then. Um, it kind of weeds people out that aren't really there to support you. Um, but ultimately just finding that close person, whether it be a friend, a coworker, uh, a family member, for me, it ended up being my mom and dad. And I went for most of my adult life so far, isolating from them and not telling, not even, not so much isolating, like not seeing them, but isolating in my, what I told them and what I shared with them. I didn't share with them that I was hurting. I didn't share with them that I was feeling suicidal. I didn't share with them how much I was drinking and the other things that I was doing to cope that wasn't healthy. Um, And I'll tell you that when I finally did, it was such a like feeling of relief. Like for the first time in my life, I felt like, you know, that weights off of me, like the real me I just exposed and it's scary, but it was so just I can't even tell you like how great it made me feel. Um, You know, it was difficult. It was hard sharing those things with them um, and being so honest. But at the end of the day, like I knew I had to get better. And that meant that I had to tell the people that were going to support me the most what was going on. So I don't regret that one bit. And I honestly wish I could have done that earlier and seen outside of myself even. Like it was just... I felt like I was trying to protect other people, um, but ultimately I think I was just, you know, it was almost selfish because it was like there were these people that were willing to be supportive and wanted to be supportive, and I just, I kept going to the wrong people, um, the people that, you know, never wanted to listen, but they would drink with me or encourage me to do things that I shouldn't do. Um, it was never, I never went to healthy support places. So that's something I've definitely learned. Um, so that's kind of just like a high level idea of what I'm going to be talking about through these podcasts. Um, my main goal again is to provide resources so you know where you can go. Um, a couple of those that I'll share on this first episode. And again, I'll share many more to come, but, um, The first one is I'm not a book reader. I have a hard time. I have ADHD. So when I'm reading through, I'm always distracted. It takes me, I can read the sentence 10 times and have no idea what I just read. Um, So I really love to do audiobooks. Um, They're great for me for when I'm at work or if I'm in the car, like it's just an easy listen. And I tend to really retain that information more. Um, This resource might be a little surprising, but I just finished listening to Jessica Simpson's new book called Open Book, Um, and it's all about her journey, basically, Uh, you know, a a lot from her childhood that affected her in her adult life, Um, and she's also sober, Um, so that, I don't think I mentioned very much in the beginning, but that is definitely a part of the journey that I'll be sharing, is my sobriety. Um, today recording, I'm 116 days sober. So, uh, you know, I'm still very new in that, 
Um, and so reading her book, listening to what she had to say just really helped me to feel like, uh, for one, I'm not alone. Look at this person who pretty much has everything they could want and, you know, they struggle with their mental health and their sobriety. So it was really insightful for me. Um, I've never really thought I had much in common with Jessica Simpson. Um, but after reading that book, um, my mom suggested it when she heard her interview around sobriety and I'm really glad I, I listened. So I highly recommend that. Um, there's a podcast I would also recommend. It's called The Adult Chair. Um, it's by Michelle Shalafaint, I believe is how you say it. <laughs> she also has an Instagram, Michelle.Shalafaint, um, which I will link in the show notes for you. But she has wonderful segments on really connecting with your inner child, which can sound kind of corny. But the truth is, most of our trauma or our the way that we just handle and deal with things comes from when we're a child or when we're in our adolescence. Um, and when we're an adult, we have to start looking back at that and heal those things to be able to be a healthy adult and, you know, have a healthy mind. So I highly recommend that. Um, and then there's two websites, um, that I'll link. One is NAMI.com or NAMI.com. It stands for National Alliance um, mental illness. Um, it's a great resource for things in your area. They have, it's nationwide, but they also have, um, local chapters. So it gives you resources of places you can go for meetings. Um, and I've also had a little bit of experience with NAMI. Um, I've been to a couple meetings and then also right before Corona started, I had signed up to volunteer to like being able to share my story as well. So I highly recommend checking out their resources. And uh, if you are looking to find other ways to advocate for mental health, um, bevocalspeakup.com has some wonderful resources there as well. Things that you can do locally, um, just a really good resource. So I'll link those. I hope you'll check them out. Um, I find them very helpful. So I'm just going to kind of wrap up there. Um, I really do appreciate anyone who's listening. I hope that I can help inspire and just be a light for you. Um, you are able to DM me at recovery state of mind on Instagram. I welcome messages. I'd love to know how you feel about the episodes. And also if there's something that you want to hear about, let me know. Um, if you have questions about certain things in regards to recovery, um, I am open to, you know, trying to answer those things or find resources that would be helpful. Um, and also you can email me at rosmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I will be checking that. So you're also welcome to send me a message there. Um, so thank you again for listening to my very first episode. I'm very excited to bring you more. Um, and I hope that you will take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and just remember that you're not alone and you are worth so much.